building my business was like, yeah, want to lie down one golden brick at a time, taking care of one person at a time. And then you built a castle. The stories we tell ourselves as people, as teams, as organizations, you know, they often get in the way of the changes we want to make in the world. We actually need to propel our stories forward, not hold us back. This is Unstop the Story, where we're looking at how amazing people and companies are being resilient, flexible, brave, and daring in the face of an ever-changing landscape. And we'll talk about how you can do it too. Welcome to Unstop the Story. I am Unstoppable Tracy. Now, as a four-way amputee, I'm living everyday things, though in a really kind of unique and distinct way from everybody else. And I've had the advantage of seeing firsthand what the benefits are of so-called disrupting the norm. But, you know, have any of you dealt with pains or struggles or fear and affected by change that is like just out of your control and then being underestimated? You know, let's get out our pens because today we're going to dig into some of the limitless secret to exceed the uncertainties and embrace the possibilities and earn that extraordinary independence. And today is like any other day. So together, we're going to take it on in a new way by being here. You know, it is extra exciting because as an entrepreneur or an advocate or an educator, we are all disrupting the norm. And, and I'm called, you know, sort of a unique for many of you, but I'm called a congenital four-way amputee. And that's just meaning I was born this way. And they don't know why. It was just a fluke. My mom says I'm a fluke in more ways than one. And there weren't any drugs involved. I'm too young for what was called the thalidomide drug. And there's no other members of my family born this way, just me. And in that picture where I'm rigging my boat, some of you might have seen, you sort of see where my legs end. And if I was in front of you, you might see it but I'd need to be wearing a shorter skirt, show off more of my sexy legs, so to say, or my stilettos. They're the highest stilettos in town. I got to win that award in some place on some planet somehow. <laughs> so in a large part, it's that kind of British humor of me mums that has made me kind of who I am today, kind of resilient and cheeky. And I absolutely love my British mom. But essentially, we're here today for solutions and partnerships. And I am lucky enough to be living this active, independent life because of people like you partnering with me. And like my upcoming guest, my photographer, Maggie, partnering with me. And I strongly believe that all of us are best set up for success if we have opportunities to take risks and accept challenges, you know, after all, how do we know unless we try? So it's kind of through recreation in my world, sailing, skiing, swimming, that I've become independent. And now today, a business person and entrepreneur and speaker. So, you know, today I'm going to share with you what works and what doesn't a little bit and using the story of a speaking stage that I remember. 
in chapter one of my book, it's titled, She's Got Legs and She Knows How to Use Them. And that's because I was at this conference event. And at this event, that was the song that they played when I entered onto this stage, the ZZ Top. She's got legs. And clearly singing is not one of them. Maybe my speaking voice will lend itself well to uh, raunchy rock, potentially. So once again, there's this big room full of influential future leaders, and they're all anxiously awaiting the infamous unstoppable Tracy. And off to the side of the room, I'm all ready and poised to present. And my thing is I make eye contact with people, and I smile, and I give nods to people. And where I can, I actually go around and shake hands and greet people and meet people ahead of time and get there ahead of time. And uh, this is the second time that I had been at this event. They'd invited me back, which was so great. And because they'd known I was coming and were super prepared this time, they'd invited a news reporter. So as people were getting seated and the things were beginning, I was meeting with this news reporter. And what was interesting is that this news reporter, what he wrote about at the time was how he thought it was super unique that, you know, one of the first things I commented on was that I liked his ring. And he was saying in his article, he saw me making eye contact and my confidence. And at first he was saying this expression, you know, noticed I was disabled. And that's a bit of a microaggression where you say, oh, I didn't even notice you were black or I didn't even notice you were disabled. I mean, because obviously... It's right there. It's right on the table. It's clear as day, somebody's skin color or the fact that my arms and legs are missing. But I realize, you know, the intention is the positivity or the intention behind, you know, he said when he recalled meeting me, he was looking at my eyes and it wasn't until he shook hands with me with my one finger and my missing arm, right? And I, he said, I stretched out my arm warmly and self-assuredly. And he went to grab my hand because he's making eye contact. And it was then that he felt only one finger. And he was totally taken back and startled when I then placed my stump arm, my little arm that ends above elbow, warmly on top of his while he was still holding my finger. And I shook hands with my stump and my finger. And he just said it was so embracing and comfortable that somehow he relaxed. And he then exchanged introductions and we were quickly laughing together. And he he described me as quick on my feet, pardon the pun. And he said, I walked away with barely a gait, meaning a swagger with my artificial legs. And he said that I'm bubbly and funny and I established rapport with people. And it's funny, the thing that stood out for me on that article was the fact that he noticed this ring on his hand and that that's what I noticed. And it was very interesting. It gave me some great insight into other perspective, how many of you might be meeting me face to face when we shake hands. And, you know, it's my intention to warm up the crowd as I run around mixing and mingling and laughing with everybody and shaking hands. And in reality, I might be causing this same impression with each of them before I get on stage. And so here I am kind of confidently shaking hands with everybody and mixing and mingling with people I've never met before. But then this six foot tall MC, who you would think would be super confident because he's super tall, he rushes to the front of the room kind of like in a panic and rushed and he's rustling papers 
And then he steps on his shoelace and the poor guy almost trips and he loses a few pieces of his paper and he grabs the podium to stable himself. And then he taps the microphone, you know, when this eerie whine pierces through the room. So then he apologizes because he doesn't really know how to use the mic properly. And he requests from the audience to bear with him. And this is while the microphone is still turned on that he starts mumbling to himself, I had the paper just a moment ago. And I don't think he was fully realizing that we could all still really hear him while he's crumpling the paper and it's resonating around the room. And I know it's here. (laughs) Wow, here it is kind of in his space. And he was so thoughtful, right? Then he snaps out of it. He said, oh, there's so much to tell you about Unstoppable Tracy. And then instead of just reading or saying his impression of meeting me or what he remembered knowing about me, he then read his paper. And, you know, it's funny how that MC putting down the paper and shaking his head in disbelief after reading his bio of me. And what a different impression. Here's a tall, white, male, handsome, and you'd think that he would have more confidence. And I was the lucky one in that moment that this newspaper reporter captured the comparison of the two of us and how, you know, he reads the bio and then it's a done task rather than a celebration of who you're inviting and sort of, oh, so how do I start the video? Right. And then out sings the ZZ Top song. She's got legs. She knows how to use them. Sung by Tina Turner is resounding through the room. And then the video is displaying and the reporter comments how there's huge audiences of thousands and there's, you know, photographs with me and Jane Fonda and Al Pacino and Mark Wahlberg. And then there's video news clips, media clips with CTV and CBC and NBC and a cover of a magazine with Thrive and Inside Shadow Lane and Elle and all these international magazines. And kind of cool, I'm in conversations with somebody about Forbes. You're the first all to hear about it on this podcast. It's not a done deal, but it's a conversation that they're starting with me at the moment. So maybe you'll all see me in Forbes too. But the news reporter was commenting about the sailing and the skiing and all these students around the world. And he talked about this applauding room and how I graciously, authentically smile at everybody. And I'm unabashed and waving at the crowd as I enter the stage. And so I think essentially all of us need to figure out how to do everyday things in a new way. And right now in this pandemic, ever more disrupting the norm is how you're going to get to head. And so big corporations, organizations, schools, your family or groups that you're part of, you know, there's this type of learning that's super effective. It's highly effective for generating those conversations to get around to those creative results you're looking for. And it's called appreciative inquiry. And basically appreciative inquiry learning educates what you focus on grows. So we want to increase the strengths and generate success. And so let's focus on people's strengths and success. You know, people undergo positive, appreciative questioning, like what worked? What worked last time? So instead of asking, what's the problem here? We say, oh, what's one small change we could do to find a solution or a big change? And so focus on that 
inquiry of a time in their life that showcased a strength, a strong value. And then people then extrapolate what works on this past success story and use that valuable lesson to apply it to their future efforts. So what you focus on works. What you focus on in the past is what you get. So that is the ring of brilliance to say what you focus on works. So you want a solution in this pandemic. You want to disrupt the norm without being humble. Recall an important experience or high point in your life where you felt most alive, most engaged, most proud of yourself. Who was there? What were the circumstances? What happened? How come you felt that day? And how come you felt that way? Where were you? So take a moment to write down some brief notes. Don't be humble. What was this high point? Now ask your partner in life, a coworker, a friend, somebody else, your kids, an employee, a boss, to do the same and share a high point in their life that they were most proud of. Now, both of you and ask, so who was there? What was great about it? And and inquire and probe more into their story and just listen. And then look at what are the common themes? What are the takeaways in both success stories? What were the success factors? What were the behavior competencies? And then step four in chapter one, if you want, visit my website, download, and these four steps are there too. What barrier are you faced with now? How can you apply your experienced success story, already proven success, to support your efforts in overcoming your barriers in this pandemic right now, or a business roadblock, or a family tough conversation? And so somebody that I'm very proud is in my life is Maggie Habita. Maggie is with Photographia Boutique. That's Portuguese, photographia, so it's spelled with the F-F rather than P-P-H, right? It's F-F, F-O-T-O-G-R-I-A-F-I-A, photographia boutique. And Maggie is my photographer in these podcast photos and in all of my great big ads that you see. And when I dialed it up and became famous, she was all the escalated photos. And she's photographed people like Justin Bieber, and she was at his dad's wedding and met Salima Gomez and many politicians and many celebrity singers. If you check her out, you'll see. But she is an extraordinary photographer, but also an extraordinary businesswoman. And she attributes her success to partnerships like with Audi and other big industries. She is extraordinary. You want to hear her story. She started with nothing coming from Poland and she's now a single mom with two kids and she has her business as her third baby. So please listen in to my fabulous guest who I've invited for this Valentine's week. She runs this not-for-profit event just out of the goodness of her heart. And it's about love, which is incredible. This love international colors of love, colors of love international in concert. It's a concert of extraordinary people. So please tune in for this Valentine's episode with 
extraordinary, loving lady and huge high performer in life and a photographer you want to get if you're ready to escalate in your life or for your family, for people that live in Ontario, Maggie Habita. Please join us right after these messages. Tracy and Maggie will be back in just a few moments. My name is Megan Doherty, and I've had the pleasure of working with Unstoppable Tracy to co-create Unstop the Story, which you're listening to now. One Stone Creative is a podcast and online course creation agency, and we love to help plan, build, and distribute podcasts that tell important stories while working towards key business objectives. We especially love working with authors like Unstoppable Tracy and have a special book-to-podcast program designed to help nonfiction authors transform their books into valuable multimedia podcasts. If you have a book or a story and you want to bring it to the world in a new format, find us at onestonecreative.net. That's O-N-E, stonecreative.net. And now, here are Tracy and Maggie. Welcome to Unstop the Story with Unstoppable Tracy. Today, I share with the world my personal photographer, Maggie the Visionary. Maggie Habeda. Maggie, if I said your name right? You did. I did. Maggie is from Poland and she captures people's inner and outer beauty in these timeless portraits. She has this unbelievable ability to make everyone relax and shine and her creative use of light and posing and her artist editing is beyond extraordinary. You know, Maggie is the master of photographic arts and she makes people fall in love with themselves because she captures all of us, myself included as a guest, at our absolute best. And she does that because she brings out our confidence and she brings out our beauty and she brings out the fun side. So a little bit of background on her, on top of coming from Poland, she is the owner of Photographia Boutique. Now, she spells photographia creatively like herself with an F, F-O-T-O-graphia. And again, there's an F, the F-I-A. And we'll say that again at the end for everybody, Photographia Boutique. And this is a premier portrait studio, and it is recognized internationally. She has awards for her professionalism, for her innovation just exceptional quality of work. And she is so warm and welcoming and she puts everybody at ease. And you should see the portraits on her walls. She has photographed countless corporate executives, notable politicians, many performing artists, including me. And she is so sought after. And one of her sort of known brands is Every Woman is a Princess with her glamour shoots. Where I'm bringing her in this week, because it is the week of Valentine's, is that Maggie is the founder and the chair of Colors of Love, an international concert. And you can find it on Facebook. It's a not-for-profit organization. And this Colors of Love international concert celebrates life and love and diversity all through extraordinary music, from rap to salsa to goosebump worthy opera with ballet behind it all. It's just extraordinary. But enough about all this big introduction piece. I got to move over to Maggie and say, welcome, Maggie. Thank you for joining me today. 
Oh my goodness, Tracy, you're so incredible. Thank you, thank you. I'm so honored. Uh, the honor is mine. And people don't know, like you are this super famous photographer, internationally known, but here you were somebody that came from Poland. So can you tell us a little bit about the beginning of your journey? Because a lot of people listening in want to unstop their story about what they can't do. And you have overcome insurmountable odds. What was sort of a little bit about the background of your beginning of your story? Oh, it, it is quite a journey coming from Poland, you know, some 30 years ago where I lived in a small village and everything that, that was there at the time was seemed to be very dark and gloomy. And, you know, me being the artist, I drew princesses and everything that was beautiful from since I can remember. Why? Because I created my own world of happiness and the world that wasn't as beautiful and bright as I would want it to be. So I created my own world. And now you are my princess, Tracy. You were part of my, one of my events. I used to draw a little, when I was little, those princesses. Now I photograph them. So I'm very proud of that. And so I couldn't get to art school. I couldn't, I tried twice. And I really, I didn't know what to do because it was so hard to get into their school. And I was not one of those people that I, you know, I had access or I was, I just didn't, somehow I felt like I didn't belong, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't good enough. And, you know, like I just couldn't get in. So I, came to Canada at age of 16 and Canada gave me everything I needed to not only accomplish to study art, but to thrive in art. And, you know, when you're told that, you know, I didn't speak a word of English, everything from scratch, right? And work three times as hard as everybody else. You know, when you're an immigrant, I'm sure many people relate to that. Yes. Like, yeah, where you have to start from scratch. Yes. Not easy, but my desire, my passion was so strong to create my art, to continue with it, that it overrode all my fears. You know, it was stronger than my fears because I was very shy person and, you know, and I had to overcome many, many different things. Yeah. And I mean, you were so humble in saying Canada gave you everything you need, but, you know, she slipped in minorly about how she had to work three times as hard. And Canada had the resources, but I believe that, Yes. We have these resources at our fingertips and a lot of us are declined, but you overcame those roadblocks. Can you remember a story? Maybe it's with your children or maybe it's how you got into school or maybe it's how you got your first famous opportunity to be a photographer for somebody well-known. Can you tell us a, a story of some time specific where you overcame? Thank you, Tracy. It's very interesting because um, this year, or actually now it's, we are into 21, 2020 was 10 years of Photographia Boutique. I had yes. a celebration. Yes, and I couldn't celebrate with everyone because of the lockdowns and, and everything we have to go through. But, you know, the minute we can, we will make a huge celebration. As you know, I love throwing celebrate. events. You do. People. So I can't wait. I miss everybody so much. So 10 years I celebrate. I studied art and I switched from paintbrush to camera. And when I did that transition, I was able to capture everything that I drew into photographs. And this is why I like, I, I love photographing people, people, but I use nature. I get inspired by nature. There's yeah. a little place in Oakville that I go to. 
I walk there and I sit by the water daily. I watch the clouds and the waves. And I believe that waves are like, and clouds are like feelings. They change constantly. So I get inspired by nature and... Which is great. And I'm going to push you and challenge you and stretch you if you're comfortable to... What's something that you overcame? I love your inspiration and you're an extraordinary photographer. You pull out unbelievable innovative ideas. But where's a time where you were stopped? What was something where you're like, there is no way and you you had to try, try again? Yeah. Oh, I have. I was building a studio. Oh, yeah. Photographer, okay. I was compared, you know, when you, you don't have the, the money or resources. I was told that are you crazy opening up a studio and uh, like when everybody else is closing in the sea of photography where everybody has an iPhone, takes photos, you think you're going to run a business? Yeah. Not a business person. So uh, I went like, I took a shovel to the moon. But the desire was so strong. Like if you create timeless portraits in large format, you put them up on the wall. If you don't put them up on the wall, nobody sees, nobody knows what they're like. Yeah. So I had to do this. So when I was applying for loans, you know what I was told? It was very sad. I said on a scale of one to 10, someone like lawyers or lawyers or, or doctors will get a 10. They're going to be successful. They're going to open up a business and thrive. Yeah. Photographer, guess what I got? No. On a scale of one to 10. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid to say a number. I'm afraid to say okay. a number. I got a zero. <gasps> zero is not even one. Oh, I can't believe. Oh, that is something so crazy. I said, no matter what, just like, you know, when this was my third baby, when you have a baby, children would know you'll never let them die. If you don't have the resources, you'll do anything to make the baby grow and then become, yes, you give everything you have. That's what I did with my third baby, which was the business. Yes. I learned, I went to the library and and in one year, I read every book there was on business and everything, how to run a portrait studio. But that was many, I had so many challenges. But somehow look at that 10 years later, I'll say that the celebration is, the success is the survival. Yes. <laughs> and the survival. I know you have partners like Audi, you know, the big yeah. expensive luxury car company that are keen and interested and want to be the limos for your events. I mean, this yes. is, and this is just your, oh, it's my birthday or, oh, it's 10 years anniversary. Like you have huge events like that international Colors oh, of Love oh, International oh. at that massive location and venue that sits hundreds and hundreds, I think maybe thousands is massive. And these are the kinds of people that are now knocking down your door that want to be also in your life, which is extraordinary which I love, love, love. But I could imagine as well, like every photographer I know, when we go to other events and you're always at all these events and there's hundreds of photographers around potentially, and you're the one female. You're also not only in a job industry that got a zero, but you're also a woman. And then you're also a woman from another country with a second language. And you were unstoppable about making this extraordinary business, putting you on the spot. Are you able to name drop some of your famous, fabulous, like I know you have a few opera singers up your sleeve and a few politicians up your sleeve? Yeah, I, you know, I love 
photographing people, and I believe everyone is a celebrity. Yes. That being said, I did photograph Justin Bieber. I was at his dad's wedding, and, and they were there. Selena Gomez was there. I met them, you know, and photographed. Mm-hmm. It was fabulous. And, and of course, when I organize my Colors of Love, I bring singers from different countries. That's, that, that's what we do. And yes. so, you know, made, Matt photographed quite a few of them, but well, I, I know we have time limited. I want to say something about success is never by one person. And that's uh, why I believe in partnerships. This is why I worked really hard on establishing partners in business, which are incredible. And not only we beca- became partners in business, but we could, became personal friends and we built friendships, relationships for life. You know, I always yeah. believe my foundation for building my business was like, yeah, want to lay down one golden brick at a time, taking care of one person at a time. And then you built a castle with oh. quality and all the goodness and built with love. I believe that anything in life you can accomplish with love, you know, that I strongly, and when you open up a new business, I know it's very important and everybody thinks of the numbers they have to make in order to, meet the goals and, and, you know, the business plan. Mine wasn't about the money. It was more about who I would meet. And, you know, I've not only achieved, but I exceeded my expectations. So that I am so proud of is the people that I met. Oh my gosh. And so as somebody that was, I was doing very well provincially and then I did really well nationally. And then I started to do really well in North America. And then I was like skyrocketing internationally and I needed to up my brand. And so I looked around and I was, it was time for me to invest in celebrity level photographer that knew that high performance world, that high quality world that also was could tap into a little bit of something unique. And, and I researched and I found your magical pieces were always exceptionally oh. creative, not just your standard photos. But what also happened after I hired Maggie as my photographer, because she's my high performance world of once I became more famous, Maggie did exactly what she just said. We've been friends ever since. She wasn't just somebody I hired for a day. She's somebody that we've had repeat interactions with. We're in each other's lives. She's on my podcast now. So she really is that soul that connects and stays connected. And it is in that space of love and life and passion. You are all of these visionary qualities. No wonder you're called Maggie the Visionary. (laughs) Tracy, you have no idea how much I look up to you and how much you're the inspiration for every human being out there. And I'm just so honored and humbled to even know you. I'm the proud one. I, I want to hug you so bad. <laughs> I'm <not joking>. uh, <laughs> the hardest the part in the pandemic, isn't it? Right? <laughs> and, I, and I'm really missing the Colors of Love International mm-hmm. Festival. Right? Every year has happened. And so it's a big gap in our lives right now. The glamorous event where we got to dress up, right? Yes. <laughs> and enjoy the music and enjoy the company of so many amazing people. I know that although that event is on pause, I know that you are still thriving and moving forward in this pandemic. What's the future hold for you? What's some of the things that you're doing to work around now and any business tips for people? Colors of Love is going to continue. We made a song for pandemic. We used 16 international artists and we did that from their homes. It's a beautiful song. If anybody goes online to check it out, Colors of Love pandemic song. Okay. 
Yeah. And so that will go on. In terms of photography, oh my God, more than ever before, I want to help people to come out of the depressing time. You know, everybody's got so much to give, to share. And I think we've had that time to maybe personal growth, whatever businesses have been asked to close. So not much is happening in that regard. But whatever, we have to come up, come out of it as new people with more energy, more love and everything. So I'm here to help to bring new image, refresh, help people in that way, to inspire, to motivate themselves. Because when you see yourself, how good you look and everybody's beautiful, you then know how much this is, how uplifting that is. Yes. And so you're this incredible photographer and everybody's trying to improve their image. And I highly recommend that anybody and all of us would be highly wonderful to do so because now basically the way we present to the world is through the visual art, is through our portrait picture. It is so much more important than it ever was exponentially. But with that, invitation from you to be reach out and get it and do it with you but is there any tips for people during this time that you encourage you say you know look one of the things I'm noticing online that people are doing because you're this visual artist that you want to leave people with that they could focus on in their presentation of self in a portrait until they get themselves with you yeah it takes for one time to impress, right? So whatever you're putting online, it should always be top quality of yourself. When you're branding your business or you want to express how you feel, it should be good. It should, you feel, you should love your portrait, nothing less. Hmm. And so it's good to have that. And you know, something is like an investment. It lasts, it's not going to last six months. It could last a few years, you know? Yes. You find yourself. And as you said, everybody's online these days. So they, they want, want to know something about you. They Google you. They look. And you want to be presentable in a professional, most professional way. Also, I, I'll just say this. Not that I want to talk about this. Few people have died. And who did they call first? Me. Do you have that beautiful picture of us? Or more, you know? And do you know how heartbreaking this is? When, when you have one picture to symbolize your whole life and you don't have it. And I don't, don't want nobody to die. But you should think of your legacy portraits. Yes. What would be the one portrait, because it only takes one, that would symbolize the best, the best of you, where you say, that's how I want people to remember me. Yes. You know, we have an upcoming guest, Frank Shankowicz from Make-A-Wish Foundation, CEO, a massive difference maker that makes wishes of terminal children come true around the world. Like you have your Colors of Love, not-for-profit international concert that's a not-for-profit Both of you are huge difference makers. And I interviewed him and he's going to be the last episode in three weeks from now, but he just passed away and it was sudden and it was horrible. And so it is a very tough topic, but it is the brutal reality of it is so true. And what a lovely gift you can give these people in memory for people to be able to reach out and say, do you have that picture that my mom reached out to you for, or my business partner? How wonderful. And I can't believe our time has run out. I feel like I could talk to you for hours and hours, (laughs) but I want people to be able to find you. So could you share with everybody how they could reach you? Facebook, Instagram. I have a website. It's photographiaboutique.ca. As you said, F-O-T-O, two Fs. And this is in Polish. This is actually, that's how you say photographia. 
Oh, it's Portuguese, Italian, yeah. <laughs> so there's the reason behind it all. That makes sense. The reason behind the photographia. Uh, I had no idea that that all this time I've known you, I had no idea that that was, was the, just... the F-O-T-O-G-R-A. F-I-A was, and it's dot C-A or dot com? Dot C-A. Dot C-A for Canada. Yes. Even though it's got the, the Portuguese, the Portugal. Right. <laughs> fun it's originated from Canada. That's the country. Love That's it. The country I love. You reach out to me and I will connect you with Maggie. Maggie, thank you so much for joining us on Unstop the Story with Unstoppable Tracy and Maggie, the visionary, do reach out and subscribe to Maggie, follow Maggie. And if you live in Canada or you're passing through Ontario at any time when the pandemic's limited, you want to make time to have her do your timeless portrait for sure. Take care, folks. Thanks for joining. Tune in next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoyed the show? I'd love if you could share it with someone you think will find it valuable or inspiring. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to see a live and unedited version of this full interview, you can. Subscribe for all access at unstoppabletracy.com slash interviews, and you'll gain instant access to the whole catalog for free.